The Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast presented by High V and Toys and Ford. I am your host. Dan Casper, as always, appreciate you tuning in uh, to the podcast. A little housekeeping. Don't forget, be a friend, tell a friend uh, to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave podcast on their favorite podcasting platforms like Apple and Spotify. Uh, Give it a good review and a good rating so others can find the podcast, too. Boost up our ratings there. And uh, don't forget, you can leave me a voice message, too. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your questions, your commentary. That link is in the podcast description, not the episode description the overall podcast description links at the bottom over there all right so all right what do we got on this episode of the podcast we're going to chat uh well we're going to chat a little college football with the news of uh, pat fitzgerald's being fired by northwestern amid uh hazing claims with the football program uh we chatted with rj cardinal college analyst college sports analyst badger uh, analyst uh, with us on the radio show. So we talked to him about that a little bit. Uh, but we're going to lead things off on this podcast, talking a little green and gold with uh, with the training camp, with training camp only opening up here in a couple of weeks. There's one thing, one thing I've been asked a lot about uh, the last couple of weeks is like, how do you think the NFC North is going to play out? And I'll be honest, I don't know. I I, I really don't know. And I'm not trying to be, you know, naive or trying to brush them off or just trying to whatever. I legit have no flipping idea how this thing is gonna gonna play out. I know the Lions are the odds-on favorite, but I'm me personally, and I know we've got some Lions fans, listeners, and this is not a knock on the Lions. Please believe me, it's not a knock on the Lions. I just I don't know if I'm 100% sold yet on on the Lions being division winners. And maybe they are, they become division winners just because the rest of this division is just so unknown or not that great. It's it's it could be possible. I'm just I'm not 100% sold there on on the Lions yet. You got Minnesota who are defending champs, division champs, but they've gone through an offseason of some change. No more Dalvin Cook, no more uh, Eric Kendricks, no more uh, Zadarius Smith, new defensive coordinator Brian Flores, second year for O'Connell as head coach. So I think there's some, I think it's fair to say there's some question marks surrounding Minnesota this year. Green Bay, obviously, we we know. It's new, brand new quarterback for uh first time since 2008. Eight, and then you've got you've got uh, Chicago, third year under uh, Justin Fields, second year under the current uh, new coaching regime. They they acquired DJ Moore, the talented young receiver from Carolina, as part of that uh, trade for the number one overall pick, where the Bears sent the number one overall pick to Carolina. Remember, the Bears also acquired Chase Claypool uh, before the trade deadline in the season last year. So a couple of young 
younger, but some semi-experienced receivers for Justin Fields. So there's question marks for for every single he- team here, but there's there's one one of many. But I feel like there's for sure one common theme among all of all of these four teams in the NFC North. And I think it's the quarterbacks. Like the the and it's like I I know quarterback play determines a lot in the league. It determines success a lot. But I look at this NFC North and I think when I look at the quarterback positions or I look at the starting quarterbacks for each of these teams. And I feel like there's question marks all around. Even with the Lions, Jared Goff, it feels like... Let's start with the Lions. Okay, you got Jared Goff. Jared Goff had, a, I think, a good season last year that maybe kind of gets overlooked. And ever since Jared Goff has been traded to the Lions, it feels like, at least from the national pundits out there, it feels like the Lions are still looking for their starting quarterback ever since they've traded for Jared. You know, when they traded Matthew Stafford and acquired Jared Goff back, it's been like, okay, Lions are going to draft a quarterback high in the draft. They're, they're going to go after one of those quarterbacks. And, and to the Lions' credit here, this is where I think a lot of teams get in trouble. Just because you may need a position or you need a certain position addressed in the draft, and it's a big-time position like a quarterback, don't reach. And this is where I give the Lions credit. They looked at these last couple drafts, and they're like, okay, yeah, we probably need our young quarterback. We need a quarterback for the future and such. But we're not going to reach. We're not going to reach on any of these guys. Look at, look at the Titans. The Titans might be an example of this a little bit here. So was it not this past draft, but the the one before? So Desmond Ritter, the Malik Willis, and that sort of thing. Malik Willis was drafted, what was he, third round for, for the Titans, not this last one, but the year prior. While the Titans still had Ryan Tannehill, because the narrative out there was that the Titans, oh, they need their the quarterback of their future. Ryan Tannehill's not the guy. They they gotta go out there and get their quarterback. And granted, it wasn't a first round or anything like that, but you know they drafted Malik Willis, and what does everybody say? Malik Willis is going to be the future starter. You know he's going to be the future. Got into a couple games last year, didn't look the part, and now there's even talk that is he actually even going to make the team this year? So I give the Lions a lot of credit for not kind of succumbing to the pressure of like, oh, we got to draft a quarterback the first couple of years. You know, yeah, we got Jared Goff, but we need our quarterback for the future. We 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 got to draft one right away. They didn't do that. I mean, they they drafted Hooker, you know, this year, which I thought was a solid pick at that at that point in time. Hendon Hooker, you know, Tennessee, who a lot of people kind of thought maybe could sneak in to the uh, to the back end of the first round there, but I thought it was a good pick by the Lions getting him in the third round. And they can be patient with him as he's still recovering. Because Jared Goff had a good season last year. But there's still going to be question marks surrounding Jared Goff. Even throwing for almost 4,500 yards last year. 29 touchdowns. 7 interceptions. 
I think a lot of the Lions' success this year is going to depend on the play of Jared Goff. What version of Jared Goff are we going to see? Or what version are we going to get? And I think what helps is their offensive coordinator is coming back for for the Lions. Their offensive coordinator is coming back. Ben Johnson. You know, he was kind of the the hot name out there, right? Uh, for, for head coaching hirings last year. But there's still just a little bit of like... Nah. Like if we were to rank the NFC North quarterbacks, would you put Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff at one? If we were, you know, let's take away Jordan. Let me let, let me back up here and let me rephrase. Would you rather have Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? Would you rather have Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? And I think Kirk Cousins, yeah, Kirk Cousins. Even like you know, Minnesota fans, I know some of them are frustrated. Some some feel like he doesn't get the fair shake, but. You know, transitioning into the Lions here too. You look at those this Lions, or the, excuse me, excuse me, transitioning into the Vikings, transitioning into the Vikings. Now you look at this team; they've lost to Darius, they've lost Eric Kendricks, they've lost a couple of guys on on defense. They're bringing in Brian Flores to fix the defense. Second year under O'Connell, offensive play caller, head coach. No Dalvin Cook. You got JJ. You got Justin Jefferson though. No Adam Thielen this year. There might be a little bit more on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins, which for some people might, you know, for some Vikings fans, might make them a little bit nervous. Might make them a little bit like, oh, no. I think there is a little bit more on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins this year. Can he Can he handle that? Can he go out there and lead this Vikings team to another division championship? Last year, threw for over 4,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, 14 picks. Entering... I believe the final year of his contract with uh, with Minnesota. Can he perform in the clutch moments, in the primetime games? Can he go out there and get it done? Then you look at Chicago, Justin Fields. Is this the do or die, the make it or break it season for Justin Fields this year in the NFC North? You bring in DJ Moore. You brought in Chase Claypool. By the trade deadline, at the trade deadline last year, you've surrounded your quarterback with a couple of younger wide receivers to grow with. But is this the season? Because we know teams get very, very, very impatient when it comes to their quarterback play. They've got to see something. They want to see something that they can build upon. They want to see some consistency. They want to see some success with it. Heck, even... There was talk before the Bears traded their pick that could they trade Justin Fields and start over again at the quarterback position. This is a make-it-or-break-it season for Justin Fields. Can he go out there and prove that he's a starting quarterback in this league? Kind of shake off that Ohio State stigma that Ohio State quarterbacks can't make it in the NFL. And then, of course... Probably right now the biggest spotlight in the division at quarterback is Jordan Love. Green Bay's got talent on defense. They've got some playmakers on offense. Some of them are younger and might take a little bit to grow into, but Aaron Jones is there. But there's such an unknown surrounding Jordan Love compared to these other three quarterbacks. I feel like there's question marks surrounding these quarterbacks in the division, but a bigger question mark surrounding Jordan Love because we have no idea what he's going to be like. We've seen some glimpses, but that doesn't tell the whole story. That doesn't even tell a whole chapter. 
We've seen bits and pieces of it. Some are already drawing conclusions on how what type of player is going to be based off of that, whether it's positive or good. Some will look at the Kansas City game from a couple of years ago and be like, that's the quarterback he's going to be. Some will look at, you know, the, the the Philly game in the final what quarter or so be like, oh, that's the quarterback he can be. Truth is, we have no idea what he's going to be. He's under the biggest spotlight of all these quarterbacks in this division. If Jordan Love goes out there, if Jordan Love goes out there and plays like Kirk Cousins' numbers last year, okay, what, 27 touchdowns did we say and 14 picks? Does Green Bay make the postseason? Are you happy with that? I think Packers fans would be happy with that with year one under Jordan Love. And I think Green Bay would make the postseason with those numbers. The bar is set so high for, for Jordan Love right now because he is replacing Aaron Rodgers. We need to set that bar a little bit low. I know expectations, high expectations always come with, with Green Bay. But sometimes we just got to, all right, we might have to move it down here for a year or two. Got to lower that bar. But you look at this division, and that's why when when people ask me personally how I think this division is going to play out, I kind of look at the quarterbacks and I'm like, which quarterback of these four do you trust day one right away? Is it Jared Goff? I'm not going to argue with you because, I mean, you're looking at those four. Is it Jared Goff? Is it Kirk Cousins? It's one of those two in my opinion. Do you trust them as much as you would trust a guy like Patrick Mahomes or or, uh, Joe Burrow or anybody like that out there? Probably not. But that's why when I look at these, I'm like, okay, well, how are the quarterbacks going to play? You know, Jared Goff had a good season last year. Can he replicate that this year with Detroit? St. Brown, continuing to grow with him. I think a lot of the success from these four teams is going to be dependent on how much these quarterbacks can carry them. I'm not saying they have to do it all themselves. They can't do it all themselves. Packers defense has to step it up in big ways. Vikings defense has to get better than what they were last year. Brian Flores has to improve that. The youngsters in Chicago, the Claypools and the DJ Moores, they got to help out Justin Fields. Detroit's made some changes with the running game and such. I mean, there's there's question marks surrounding every one of these teams, but I look at these quarterbacks and I feel like that's a common theme with these four teams within this division. I think that's going to be one of the biggest deciding factors in who's going to come away with the division. Jordan, Jordan, Love goes out there and puts up 25 touchdown passes and 12 interceptions. Are you satisfied with that? I'd be satisfied with that for year one starting under... um, Jordan Love. All right, quick break, and coming up next, we'll talk some college football, Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald, perhaps the biggest sports story out there right now after these quick messages. With all the running around you've been doing so far to Little League games and quick weekend road trips, are you starting to realize it's time to get a new vehicle? Where do you start, though, since buying a new vehicle is a very big decision in your life? Well, take some of the stress off and make your decision easy by visiting Toys and Ford in Chippewa Falls. Family-owned and operated, you can trust Toys and Ford when it comes to finding that new vehicle for you that fits in your budget but also gets you to where you need to go. Having a proper vehicle to get you to those Little League games and family get-togethers is important, and Toys and Ford knows 
knows that. Just visit Toyson Ford today. Summertime is a busy and expensive season. Get-togethers, vacations, road trips, cookouts, which also means lots of shopping for supplies. So why not make your shopping easier and cheaper on your pocketbook this summer so that you can enjoy it more? Seems like a no-brainer, right? But where do you go? Hy-Vee! From the best prices in the produce area to the best selection in the meat department in a huge wine and spirits area, Hy-Vee has you covered for this summer. Make Hy-Vee your go-to summer stock-up store and enjoy your summer this year. And perhaps the biggest sports news story out there right now, we go to the college football world where Northwestern has fired their head coach, Pat Fitzgerald, after allegations of hazing within the football program. So let's uh, let's chat with our good friend RJ Cardinal about this topic. Um, I mean, at first, when let, let's kind of rewind it here a little bit. When you first heard this, I mean, about a few days ago or so, late last week or such, because he was uh, initially suspended for two weeks, what was the first thought that kind of went your mind? Like, like for me, it was like, really at Northwestern with with Pat Fitzgerald because all we hear about, uh, you know, how, you know, f- good of a guy he is. I mean, he was in the running. Apparently, the Packers were interested in hiring him as a head coach a few years ago because the connection with Mark Murphy when he was at Northwestern. I mean, I was I was shocked of like not. I mean, not saying other teams or anything like that would be doing it, but of of all teams, Northwestern Pat Fitzgerald. It, it kind of took me back a little bit. Yeah shock and then when you saw it was originally just a two-week unpaid uh slap on the wrist you thought oh well it couldn't be that bad um and then that uh northwestern daily article comes out uh with two anonymous football players um and you find out they have apparently at least since 2020 maybe a little before um, and now that more media outlets have had uh, former and current players reach out to them uh, and let them know about uh, at least so 2019, um, I guess, that there is this culture that was created that, um, you know, uh, the only place it's really been mentioned now is in the Northwestern Daily or Daily Northwestern article and other media outlets to refer you just to that article because they don't want to write it down. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's always pretty bad when that happens. Um, You know, they have... uh, The way it's been described has made it kind of... At least from my perspective, the way it's been described there's no way the head coach didn't know about it. Um, When you have a list of names and the things they are going to be punished for on the whiteboard in the locker room, you have to actively avoid the locker room to never see that. Um, In some reports, players have said uh, Fitzgerald knew about it. He used the hand signals and the language that the the Shrek gang uh, would use for their running list and their Shrek list. And um, either that's a guy who is hearing stuff and trying to fit in, or he actually knows about it. And one way or another, if you're using that lingo and using hand gestures and things like that, you better make sure you know what they mean. Otherwise, it really appears you're a part of the problem. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so from the outside looking in, um, with only anonymous sources right now, and it seems more and more players are coming out and saying, yeah, that's a thing. And most of them say either knew about it or actually, like, really knew about it. Um, so there's some truth there. And, I mean, if that's the case, and he said it before, um, I mean, there's that clip that's come out recently that says hazing has no place in college uh, athletics and specifically college football. And uh, it starts and ends with me, and I make sure that that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> that bad, bad time for somebody to uh, have saved that little uh, interview he did. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a good look. And uh, you know, he put out the letter last night saying he has his agent and his uh, legal team um, going in and. Uh, going to be talking with the university after they made an agreement and agreed upon the two-week uh, suspension, uh, only to have this happen without notice. <sighs> As more and more stuff comes out, um, right now at least, um, from really only the anonymous side, um, it, it's not a good look uh, for Pat Fitzgerald. Um, and who knows, maybe... Uh, <sighs> I mean, I don't know if that agreement is in writing or whatever, but um, I don't know how you can come back from this. It'll right. be interesting to see what actually comes of taking legal action against Northwestern. Right, and you, you kind of mentioned uh, you know some of the reports and the, and the statements, and I thought one of the, the most damning ones was when the, the university president uh Last night, you know, part of it said that the hazing we investigated was widespread and clearly not a secret within the program, providing Coach Fitzgerald with the opportunity to learn what was happening. I mean, that pretty much just says, dude, you knew about it and you didn't know, do anything about it. I mean, he called them out, it seems like, right there. Yeah, and now you have other players who are like, hey, this is, um, this is two people who haven't even shown up in person to talk to us, so it's cowardly of them to do it. Um, I mean, <laughs> like I said, from the outside looking in, all the information on the outside of the situation we've seen, I don't really think they need to sit in front of you and and give you their explanation uh, when all this stuff has come out. Um, sure, you can think you're entitled to it, but, I mean, if they're not in town... I mean, granted, they probably should get back in town mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and do that in person. But I mean, it's not there's it's not a delicate situation of wins and losses, and you really love the coach and you need somebody there to hold your hand. Um, for the stuff that's come out, I mean, quick, quick and easy, like pulling off a band aid, is probably the way to go about it. And I mean, Northwestern being a private school. Um, I mean, uh, people are like, well, why didn't this come out earlier? Well, for the most part, as a private school, they really don't have to be sharing everything. Uh, it's the one school where you don't really know what the football staffs make. It's the, the at, it, they, they can keep that stuff private. Um, so who knows, maybe if there is something there, they'll settle out of court with a uh, alumni paying out uh, Fitzgerald and and whatnot, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see 
um, how this progresses moving forward if indeed there is some kind of legal battle that we're going to see moving into the football season. It's it's I mean it's it's 2023 RJ like how why do some of these programs why do some of these teams still think that they can get away with, with, with doing stuff like this. You know, I just that that to me is mind boggling too. Like yeah. do you not think it would eventually come out if you continue to do this at some point? That's one of those where I don't think there there's times I can remember I didn't think of repercussions for stuff I did in, in college. I can't say I've ever done anything close to uh, what I've read uh that was happening at in Northwestern, but I mean, this is now a second program that is in getting involved uh, with uh, abusive behavior and things like that. Uh, their baseball coach is under investigation for uh, bullying and abuse uh, uh, in the baseball program. So uh, this first year AD uh, and a relatively new president, I think, yeah. uh, really have their hands full on the athletic side uh, uh, where, you know, just, even last year, the whole athletic department looked like it was on the up and up. It'll <laughs> kind of, kind of a touchy situation to be walking into. Have you? Because you've, I, I believe, looked into this more than I have. Did Did you hear? Did you read anywhere like where? How long they've said that this has been going on, or has it been going on for a while? Do you know that you've read, or is it something more recent uh, out there? It, it seems like at a definitive date. Uh, I don't know. But for the people they've talked to, at least 2019. Okay, which is interesting so. timeline wise because you know I, I brought up the 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 notion that it sounded like Green Bay was interested in hiring Pat Fitzgerald, and mm-hmm. Pat Fitzgerald could have gone to other programs or universities. It seems like if he wanted to, but he elected to stay at Northwestern. So it's just yeah. kind of an interesting if that is the the accurate timeline and that sort of thing. Right, and I it's uh, by. By all the media outlets that I've kind of read, and uh, the players, former and current, they've talked to, uh, yeah, it seems so far the ones that have spoken up is 2019. Mm. So yeah, it, it and yeah, it is kind of interesting. Like you said, he, I mean, he was a hot commodity for the Packers. I think he came up with uh, in moving to the Bears. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to say even the Lions, their last go around was. Uh, a team sniffing around there. So, I mean, yeah, there were NFL school or NFL uh, teams looking at them. I'm not sure other college programs, but um, yeah, it's kind of come down pretty quick for him. Yeah. And like you said, too, I I don't know how, you know, he recovers. I mean, we've seen other coaches who've gotten into trouble get second chances and sometimes third chances and such, but. I can't imagine if it was going to happen. It'd be anytime soon for, for, for Pat Fitzgerald at this point. Yeah, no, yeah, it'll be uh, a little bit. I did see uh, somebody jokingly uh, say, well, get ready for his rehab stint at Alabama. I saw um, that too, yeah. So, yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be uh, pretty interesting to see this whole thing play out moving forward. You have a guy who came to you from North Dakota uh, state uh, to be your um, uh, defensive coordinator now who is moving in to, at least for the time being, run the day-to-day operations, and this is his first year there, and yeah. maybe he was chosen because of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see 
I haven't really seen anything of people uh, entering the transfer portal right now. A little hard when you're um, a couple weeks away from fall camp starting. Um, haven't heard of any decommitments yet. Uh, really haven't dove into trying to look at that stuff yet, though. Um, I know a couple weeks ago there was a defensive lineman from uh, uh, Illinois who uh, ended up choosing Northwestern over uh, Wisconsin. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the 2024 uh, current commits um, kind of, I mean, I'm pretty sure, well, can't right now, it's dead period, but once uh, things open up again, I I can probably see uh, a few of the uh, recruits decommitting, um, maybe, and mm-hmm. if not already. Like I said, I haven't done anything on that. It's been most of the Google searches have just brought up new articles of rehashing uh, what the actual hazing was. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like I said, interesting situation. Uh, definitely going to be keeping an eye on it. And um, uh, you will kind of wonder if Northwestern's even going to participate in uh, Big Ten Media Days at the end of the month here. Yeah, because aren't they? <laughs> I, I know. They're first up or something like that, isn't to. it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, might that might be one where, for PR purposes, uh, the Big Ten is just like, how about, how about we stay away? Right. Let's, uh, <laughs> yep. let's um, just, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see you come the season starts. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And until next time, I'm Dan Casper. I will see you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. A couple of quick reminders for you. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can leave us a voice message, whether it's a comment, analysis, or a question for a question and answer segment. Just get that link in the podcast description. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast. And be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.